Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Why not jaunt into the ethereal plane, Metra? Have a quick look inside. She could do it. The heroes ventured further into the second level. See a big-ass fucking room. Whoa. 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 And got a glimpse of the massive ceremonial entranceway. Two carried columns flanking the entrance depicting life-size cloud giant guards. Uh, They're standing uh, to the east in an ornate marble facade and then an imposing white marble statue of a dragon overlooks a semicircular balustrade to the west and you also see several cloud giants on high alert. But back toward the center of the castle. But atop the dais is a stone building block with inscriptions etched on it. Like the fire of a star's birth, like the air, water, or earth. Like a rock by magic hurled. Like a mountain or the world. A strange stone marker may be more than it appears. This block is more than just ornamental. More than just an homage to the past. It is the magical center of gravity for the entire Cloud Castle. Holy what? shit! The adventure continues now. The March to 300 continues. Today's a special day here in the studio because it's the first time we are recording an episode without our uh, our set that we tore down. Well, except for all those other times where we did record. <laughs> first time since the set's been down, you hairy the negative person <laughs> there were so you had to go through no less than six words you couldn't say he was I, running through the rolodex of I, horrible things to I say in his brain and i'm still cut to my core <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was still bad it was still yeah dissenter i was gonna say you hairy dissenter i was trying to think of a good word but all that came out was negative person but this is nice i mean i i know i don't miss the set at all that thing was atrocious uh but now we've got room to really spread out and explore look at granny stretching out his legs atrocious atrocious (laughs) atrocious i just got sick of it yes you just got tired that's different You're well, the, the one thing- that's always on, like, you're so angry when you're like, people don't realize the difference between I don't like something and something is bad. You're, it, you always say that, and yet everything you think is bad is that globally is bad. The essence yes. of your personality. <laughs> I oh, yeah. just got, I didn't like it. It wasn't what I wanted it to be, and I was unhappy with it, uh, but we were stuck with it. But then at a certain point, I was like, fuck, let's get rid of this thing. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Would you because it's it atrocious, m- Matthew? <laughs> Would you have liked it more if you'd been able to sit in a real chair? Uh, yeah, the chair sucked. The chair sucked. Uh, there was that, a, it was just. Why don't you tell the people what the chair was? The quote I was unquote chair. sitting on three uh, hard drives. What are those towers? It was Dell computer <laughs> yeah, towers. Three. That was my seat. 
Uh, I tried. We didn't have a cushion. You're like I my, tried like stacking T-shirts under my ass. It sucked. Not, not even my, exaggerated. You're like my dad. Everything is a hard drive. I'm like, dad, no, it's just, it's just a mouse. <laughs> like, what is this hard drive? <laughs> that's, that's the monitor. There's no three drive floppy there. drives I was sitting on. <laughs> I will say this for your seat. If I ever needed to pop my uh, tailbone, I could go there and just kind of like put my weight on the back of it and it would immediately pop because it was so hard sitting on there. I'm surprised. It just, you know, I don't want to disparage uh, the people that helped to create it, but it was so nonsensical and it's just yet another Well, it's meant to represent a post-apocalyptic future in which people in charge have to sit on computers. Right. And that was what... It represented that very well. Yeah. Right. And as yeah. far as that goes, mission accomplished. Yes. Nailed it. But the bottom of the chair would never be seen on camera. It made no sense to make that well, be you part of the artistic installation. Well, you people that make play sets where you can see everything. But I made it theater. clear that this is a TV studio. It just doesn't make sense. It and that's why <laughs> I had great joy tearing it down. Did yeah. you ever have a cushion on there? No cushion. Why didn't you order a cushion? Uh, I believe Troy is what they call it. It was easier to just defeater. destroy the entire thing. Right. Two months. Than to, than to order a cushion online. Two months into the COVID pandemic, we are stuck recording at home everything. We have to figure it all out. <laughs> Two months in, Troy's mic falls down every 18 seconds from a loose screw. He still hasn't fixed it. Still hasn't fixed it. It, it would take one Amazon order one day to arrive. I don't know what to Why get. don't you tear down your whole house? <laughs> and then the that'll, that'll solve the issue. Wait, are you, you guys... some sort of... Is it pleasure or power from having things... Not fixed around you? Is that no, what it is? No, I just don't want to take the time to go look at, read reviews of different mic stands and do that, because that's time I should be spending doing something else. And I feel like putting on my sunglasses. <laughs> he just put on his sunglasses. <laughs> you look like Maverick. He's right. got the aviators. Let me ask you. You could have also just <laughs> said I have the sunglasses, Matthew. <laughs> Why is he wearing the sunglasses? Let me ask you something. <laughs> the power gun straight to his head. Yeah, Why did really he really <laughs> Why did he do that? Oh, my God. I want to command attention. <laughs> do you miss the set? I feel like you guys missed the set. I like the set. I, I mean, I like the set, but... The thing is, like, recording in here without it being in use and just being penned in by it for so long, for no reason, well, that, we s- that started to get on. Yeah. The socially distanced and, tables within the set was hard. And, yeah, we're trying to socially distance at the same time. That, that started to get a little on my nerves, but, yeah. The actual look of the set was great. Yeah. yeah it I was just uh, poorly shaped for us and... Uh, it would be really good if we were doing a uh, show about a post-apocalyptic future. Yes, we which just, we uh, never did. We never did. We which never was did. odd. If we're doing a staged <laughs> performance on a black box, uh, in a black box theater. As I recall, great. that was your concept, though, Troy. Yep. No. What? <laughs> doing a staged show? No, I said No, no, no post-apocalyptic John. basement. That, I remember you being like, I yes. want a set. It's as if we're in a basement. That was. Post-apocalyptic world. As if we're living hard and... Everything's uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Even the chairs. Even the chairs. Uh, it was my concept. The problem was... That was in the manifesto. Uncomfortable chairs for everyone. You're like, make it for $45. Can you make this... Uh, I have this grandiose idea. Can you make it for $45? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, doesn't that, isn't that what it always comes back to? It's like, budget. Cheap, fast, like, good, right? Right. Cheap, right. fast, comfortable. She was sitting on a hard drive. <laughs> Hands on a hard drive. It's not seen a hard that drive. It's a good one. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Oh. But you did. You did relish it. You and I were here. We mm. did it with our bare hands. 
And Troy was literally ripping the lights out of the chair. Just angrily, wires were flying, and he was like, "Yes, yes!" <laughs> Very excited. It's great. Joe had on goggles, pants. It's afraid of my gloves. I was just wearing shorts, just tearing it apart, just <laughs> laughing gleefully. Well, I'm glad it's gone, and I'm glad it's dead. Um, I'm excited for the new set that we're going to have in here for Glass Cannon 2.0. I'm thinking maybe it'll be like. Let me throw this float this concept at you. A post apocalyptic basement <laughs> where everyone sits on hard drive. Except me. Except me. So we're we're all, sit, all, we're all sit sitting on, on the floor. He who has hard soft. drives. Yes, exactly. And he who has the soft chair is king. <laughs> I would like a throne. Um, but yeah, we gotta we gotta it's it's almost time. We're in the end game here. I know. Well, today this could be the last step and we don't even know it. Really? I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> uh, but you never know; it could come creeping up on you. Um, and and we gotta we gotta build a set in here, and we've gotta build a world and a show, and 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 we're adding cast members. We're gonna have a crew in here. Do you realize that these episodes now, where it's gonna be filmed as well as uh, recorded for a podcast, there's gonna be a, a bunch of people in here. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be fun. That was fun when we did Androids and Aliens live. It was, I loved weeks. it. Yeah, it was nice loved every minute. Randy a lot of here and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy, David Winters in the house was yeah. awesome. It was Randy good was here. Um, but uh, now we're moving on. That'll be fun again. We're gonna outgrow this space real fast, though. Yep. Real fast. We got to get like a warehouse and like a and uh, I don't know white planes. Yeah, white planes. That sounds like a good place. I'm to in. A warehouse. It's very convenient for me and nobody else. Oh, Matthew. Canarsie. Zip car. Canarsie. 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 You know Warehouse in Canarsie. Everyone's moving Paramus. to Iowa. Why don't we put it in Iowa? Paramus. 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 Also convenient to nobody. <laughs> to nobody. Not even you. Cheap, though. Matthew, we'll get you a Zipcar membership. <laughs> and then we'll make you pay for it. <laughs> we'll give you a $45 reimbursement. <laughs> Everyone gets $45. That's how much the set costs. To work with. That's, That's right. amazing. That's yeah. the same. Are you the... pulling that money out of the set budget? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna really put a dent in our set budget all right those 45 clams <laughs> your chair is gonna be slightly less comfy <laughs> what uh sketch was it a show where it was like a late night talk show and the guest the host desk was like 10 feet tall oh, i was and, uh and the guest uh as a coffin is it there was a Andy Kaufman. Was it an Andy Kaufman bit? Yeah. Oh, that was that. for his uh, TV special, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Anyways. We're back. Uh, our tour is back. Uh, if, you, if you missed us in uh, Philly and D.C. a couple weeks ago, you missed a couple humdingers. Oh, baby. Good stuff. And now we're coming to Boston. Uh, let's see what episode. This is 288. We're coming to Boston next. This is 289, right? Yeah, this week. We're coming to Boston this week! Are you ready? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I was convincing. (laughs) Totally ready. I'm psyched. I love going back home. Love being in Boston. Always good crowds. Uh, Love Boston. There's probably a couple tickets left. You know, people are nervous, but uh, man... It was great in D.C. and in Philly. I can't wait for Boston. And then we have a September to remember mm-hmm. with six shows Holy over uh, four weeks. Over a handful of weeks. You keep saying four weeks. One, two, three, four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's five total weeks. What? Five what? weeks. In what? 
<laughs> Are we going to split hairs here? It's five weeks. You know, it sounds more impressive if you say the lower number when it's tied. Six right? shows in four weeks. <laughs> Uh, it was great to get back out there, though, and I will say confidently, I don't know if you guys agree, but the show has never been better. Like, the game. Uh, that's how the I The adventure felt. has never, it's at the best point it's been, I feel like. Especially DC for me. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, of, like, getting, getting those juices flowing in Philly, and then just really, a couple days later, taking advantage of that momentum in DC was, was fun. Just fun being relaxed. Yeah. Up there with your pals, mm-hmm. yep. rolling some dice. That's how it felt. Yeah. It felt like the old days in a way. It, really did. You, it did. You it just really have did. like a routine combat and you just make it yeah. so fun. And there just happened to be 300 people there with you. <laughs> right. Just right. happened to be fly on the wall watching us. You know what it was? It's, it's all the new content that we started doing during the break and really started with side quest side sesh. Being live back when we were doing it live and being loose. Every week. And performing week. live. It, it's just like... It's like doing stand-up. You get more stage time, you get better at it. We've been doing so many more live shows that uh, more than we ever did before the pandemic. It's just, uh, you know, it's like a muscle. We've been working it out, and you really can feel the difference in the shows. They were electric. I can't yeah. fucking wait for Boss. I can't wait either. Yeah, I'm very excited. I love Boss. What was it Joe was saying? I was like, well, if we get to go to this, do this promotional thing, get some college kids to turn out. It's like, it's not really college town, Boston. <laughs> I know it should be it should be rowdy. I was watching some of the last Boston show and you're just going on and on about the going to college there and being in college. You're like, if you're a cop, you're almost crying. You're like, if you're in college, best time of your life. Never, never grow up. Never leave college. Never leave college. Stay forever because everything sucks when you leave. Was it our, our last show or the previous Boston show where you wore your Bruins jersey? That was the la- I think that was the last one, yeah. Was that where you got up down on the lip of the stage yeah, and started rolling yeah, dice yeah. for everybody? That's my Jimi Hendrix shot. Yeah, yeah. What an epic sesh. Oh, and that was the last uh, one before COVID. That so was the last coming one. Back yeah, coming back to Boston. And I love the paradise. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. Like the Pixies fucking played there. Like yeah, when they were man. coming up and... I used to I used to like ride past it on the T all the time when I was down with the visit my girlfriend in college and everything. Was, I love that place. I love it. It's a yeah. great place. It's gonna be wild. So please come out. The people and there see are us. cool. They, they the lighting guy takes it to another level because yes. he's like a gamer. So he's like yeah. into it. He was putting all these lighting cues up that we didn't mention based on the improv of the show. It was, it was yeah, great. the crew's great. Like they they remember us when we go in there and yeah, they, yeah it's just it's awesome. If you don't come see us in Boston, come see us in Atlanta. We're doing two shows at the Masquerade during Dragon Con, and then we're doing two shows in Indianapolis during Gen Con. And if you don't subscribe to our newsletter, you may have missed that we're going to have some special guests on those shows. <laughs> Comedian Jared Logan from the Stream of Blood is going to be opening both shows. Doing <laughs> awesome. Stand-up! An opener! opener. We've never had an opener. Opener's yeah. opener! <laughs> And, uh, We're big as, bigger than Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have Eric Mona guesting on the Thursday night show and Nora Ibrahim guesting on the Saturday matinee. Yes. It is going to be electric. Yeah. First time to see Nora Ibrahim in person. I know. We'll actually person. get to meet her. Yeah. Yeah. We'll meet great. her and put her to work. And she'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll meet her and she'll be like, do you really? Uh, I, I got I to do a thing. I got I to go. And she just runs away. She's going to look at you and be like, you're pretty short for a performer. <laughs> What? Oh, the uniform. (laughs) That's what she'll say. End of the month, we're going to be back in Chicago uh, at Lincoln Hall, and then two days later uh, in Columbus at the Newport Music Hall during Origins. And then in December, we'll be at Philly, (laughs) back at Underground Arts during PAX Unplugged. Go to glasscannonnetwork.com slash 
tour to buy tickets. Very excited to go back to Philly again. I was just thinking, I love that venue. I was just thinking about uh, uh, when you said Skid, you're like, I love going back to the Paradise. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, this is going to be the first venue we've ever done three times. This will be our third uh, appearance, and I think Paradise yeah. will now be yeah. the most played venue of yeah. the Glass Cannon yeah. Live Tour. Yeah. Are we, wait, different theater in Atlanta, right? Because technically. No, we are uh, at the same theater. Oh, we will have done four, but there's four. two oh, different. No, no, no. We're three, doing it so we'll do three, then we'll do four. Yeah. Are, we, are we doing it at two theaters, two different theaters in Atlanta in the same venue for the two shows? No, yeah, we're doing it both in the Masquerade Heaven where we did the last show. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be our third show in the masquerade it's true you know oh uh, right because we only did one last time yeah. so paradise was our last last show yes for that was my first sober show and uh oh, in yeah, honor yeah. of that oh. show i encourage those of you who do drink to tip your bar staff very well <laughs> and order as many mi- and a, a, a numerous amount of drinks to make up for my life yes <laughs> i thought you were gonna Just, say in honor of one year i'm gonna get hammered they got told my me chip and I put it all in it's called a cheat day troy <laughs> <laughs> actually people people know can we have the mission accomplished band <laughs> please we did it shooters people were the I have to say like at these at the, the our recent shows like people were really pretty cool about not like sending stuff up and everything yes it was, it was great just yeah. buy it for other people at the show like yeah, Troy yeah. says pay it forward man pay it back lady yeah there was never a moment during the show on stage where I was like man, I really wish I had a shot up here no. I'm bummed I don't no. Have, no I was like into the game I was having fun yeah we talked about this on a cannon fodder, and I, I, I suggested what you eventually tell the crowd to try to just pay it forward. And the look on Joe's face was as if he were a seven-year-old and I had taken his favorite toy away. He was like, well, where, where, where will we get drinks? <laughs> I panicked. I, I, like, I admit, I panicked. The green room? Right. Or the free drink tickets they give us as part of our contract? Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, Joe's drinking a whiskey Coke right now to start this session off. You mean drank a whiskey Coke? Oh, oh it's time for number two. I thought you were kidding. It's one thirty on a Thursday. <laughs> I am kidding. Uh, let's play a little Giant Slayer. Okay, that sounds fun. Just a little, <laughs> because we're already 45 minutes in. I know. This I is know. the longest opening. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, don't apologize. But there goes Joe. We're starting the up, and he leaves. <laughs> Gotta go get some more ice for my Coke. <laughs> Where do you go? Oh, you're getting more Coke. Coke Zero, huh? I wanted to grab it out of there because Grant pulled... This is our dedication to the pod. Grant pulled the plug on the fridge because it was making some noise in the background of the pod. So he pulled the plug, and I'm like, I don't want my Coke getting warm. But I saved saved her. Yeah, there's going to be like two trays of ruined Ramaki in a couple of hours. So everybody take note. Last episode, you did some exploring. Metro went ethereal, went upstairs. Even though you expressly said you were going to go floor by floor, you just couldn't help yourself. You wanted to go up and take a a gentleman's peek or a gentle lady's peek, as it were. (laughs) You tried to get me in the sim, and I wasn't quite there. I just made it. (laughs) As it were. You go upstairs, and you find the main entrance of Zephyr Hall. If that wasn't enough, you keep exploring, and then you find a room with these statues. You're like, ah, the theater's running out. I gotta keep, I gotta go back. So you go back. And when you come back, you go to the east, past where you fought uh, the Taiga Giant 
and the troll and the earth elemental to a room where you saw some sort of dais situation, uh, but you couldn't quite tell until you got up close. When you get up close, you realize that in the middle of the dais in this room is a stone building block with inscriptions etched upon it. They're all in giant. It says on each vertical face, one says, like the fire of a star's birth, the next like the air, water, or earth, like a rock by magic hurled, like a mountain or the world. (laughs) That's some good uh, uh, deus poetry. It really is. As far as deus poetry goes, it's right up there. Good example. I can't help but notice a rock by magic hurled. Wasn't that giant hurling a rock at us by a ma- yeah. magic in this fight over in, over yeah. over there? Magic that we couldn't seem to figure out. It was like too it was beyond our knowledge. And you're pretty damn knowledgeable about magic. I'm not actually not, not really. Oh, sorcerers. Oh, that's right. She oh, get it all for free. Innate she, comes she from never, no work at all. Yep. She never studied. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I never studied. I did suffer quite a bit. My my daughter has been murdered and her body taken over by a an evil other magic user. Well, one of you rolled a, a local or a history, and you think that this uh, mountain rock hurled may just be coincidental because the inscriptions are words of good omen pronounced by the first cloud engineers millennia ago. Doesn't really seem like that'd be connected to this giant that just hurled a rock at you in the previous room. This is an old saying cloud engineers Mm. uh, coined. And then uh, I believe it was Baron crushed a knowledge engineering um, because you you sensed some abjuration, some transmutation magic. Um, You know, it doesn't look like it can be turned, moved, or damaged in any way. It's a very unique looking block. And with your uh, crushed check, you could infer that the block is the magical center of gravity for the entire cloud. The lodestone. The lodestone, if you will. Yes, I love that term. Huge. Hugely important to know where this is. Because if things went wrong, this might be a good place to reorient. This is the the fulcrum for the whole Mm -hmm. enterprise. Do we know, did we ever learn just trying to remember what the original purpose of this place was before it was co-opted by the storm tyrant yes it was a a, a, a castle for cl- cloud giant society that it was a cloud giant kingdom it was a flying cloud giant castle and they were neutral maybe even good yeah um but uh when the king died his wife wanted to take over and Renfall was like, I don't know about that because she kind of had a retinue people that were flocking to her that he didn't quite trust. And then her brother wanted to get involved as well. And she said, he's like, why don't we just wait? And then meanwhile, sounds like she made a deal with the Volstice right. and then uh, sneak attack. I love that image of where Renfall told you he looked down and just saw the storm giant uh, Volstice flying on a dragon to conquer the castle with all these other giants flying up towards the castle. So I, I, I can picture that. Yeah. Um, give me a spellcraft check <laughs> or a use magic device. I'll aid Ooh. someone's spellcraft check. I'll, I'll do a use magic device. I'm what is your score for that? Plus 13. Okay. Ooh, I will attempt to aid you, uh, and I do. Plus Thanks. two? Can't help you. 
Can't help me. What's your totes? 25. Ooh. DC. 25. Yeah. Yes, Sir Will. Thanks nice. for the aid. DC. <laughs> 35. Metro leans down to Sir Will. She's like, do you think? Do you think that? Like, I, I believe so, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> DC 35 spellcraft check. So that was oh. a good choice. Nice. I wouldn't have made that. Yeah. So I don't want to disseminate this information to you. Just read the text. Please. Okay. Just tell us. Hey, wait a minute. Why don't you just tell us what it says in the book? <laughs> if you ever needed to realign the castle to its cardinal points, um, it would need to be done here. At least this would be step one. And you know, Metra, with Sir Will's help, that this block can be activated if a uh, character touches each of the four faces of the block in the correct order and says each phrase. Oh. And so it's like a reboot? Like Like if the castle gets knocked off its axis, you can kind of reorder it. Right, right, right. So, good information. Nothing you're going to do with it now, um, but if it ever needed to be reoriented, like if it was careening towards the ground or something, this would be the first step. Second step would probably be going back to the engine room and using the knowledge that you garnered while you were there, but you still didn't have enough. You're going to need Renfall's help or you're going to need more information than you already have. But it seems like if shit went down and you needed to fly this castle, um, this is step one. Reorient it. And then step two is activating the, uh, the plates like you did in the engine room to be able to steer it. Are we able to divine which are the correct faces to touch in what order? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say uh, you can figure it out with that check. If you're looking, you know, oh, east, south, west, north. So it's uh, it's not a cube. It's not six faces. It's four faces. Four faces, okay. yeah. Metro will take, uh, can I take a few minutes to study this location? So if we need to teleport mm-hmm. here, we, ha- we can. Good idea. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, another piece of the puzzle. It's this 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 cloud giant engineering is a marvel, uh, Baron. You've probably read about more than really got to experience the great marvels of your society, but uh, this is pretty wild. Well, this is the first time that the craftsmanship of uh, another ancestry besides the dwarfs has really impressed him. Mm. Seems kind of like uh, giants and orcs kind of screwing up like what was left behind by dwarves and making their own additions. But this is just marvelous. If everybody could just work together, you could do some crazy things in this world. Get a couple of these cloud giants back to Minderhall's Cathedral, uh, a couple of the original engineers, not Renfall, he's dead, but somebody else, and uh, you could make some pretty sweet shit. But unfortunately, there's a war going on. Hmm. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to go to the north or the south or keep going to the east? Yeah, there's a, so there's a, another hallway heading off about 100 feet to the east. There's a door to the north and a door to the south. I And I will say to the east, the extent of your vision uh, ends, Metra, but you can see beyond that as well or no? I can see beyond it, actually. All right, so I'll now show that you. you're... I can see 
120 feet to this point that I'm showing you on the map. All right, so 120 feet, the hallway continues to stretch on, but about 100 feet in, there's a passageway that shoots to the south. So you've got, you know, north door, south door, east corridor, and then the south uh, passageway leading off of this east corridor. A lot of different choices. What do you think, Nestor? Well, um... I don't know. I mean, they all seem potentially awful, but I've always favoured the door to the north, just because it's a good chance to say that. It's fun to say. <laughs> the, the door to the, the north. north. Yeah, it's All fun. right. I kind of want to clear out whatever could be in the passageway leading back to those oozes, but if y'all want to go north, that's fine with me, too, just in case something could come up from behind us. That is oh, true. That Last episode, south. you did go... Uh, start exploring the south you found the room where most likely that troll in the earth elemental came running from to join the fight uh there were stairs in that room uh, as well um i don't know if i revealed that to you or not but it's pretty clear from the footprints that they came running from right uh the room just beyond those all those locked doors um those storage rooms and then when you went to the south there was this room that had those oozes in it and you were like F that, it does look like that room wraps around and goes back to the north. So where you're standing right now, should you go to the south, it would reason that it's going to probably connect back to that room with the uses, but you don't know. I will say, too, that just based on the layout, it looks like there's probably less real estate up north, so we might be able to do that more quickly and then turn our attentions elsewhere. Let's do the north door. All right. Joe to the north. The door to the north. All right, everyone's in agreement with the north. Yep. I just want to say before we before we go that Sir Will is uh, in helping Metra figure this thing out is sort of in awe of it. Uh, it's well beyond anything he's imagined in an arcane sense, you know. And he's he's staring up at this thing, and you know the the whole time with Adriel, it's just been like get here, get here, get here, and it's been so focused on the evil of Volstice, the dominance of giants over small folk. And the, uh, you know, a flying castle. Sure, sure, it's a flying castle. You know what I mean? But now, here in the heart of it, and really seeing it, he's, he's putting together the, the marvel that this thing is and the power that exists here and how beautiful and terrifying it is at the same time in the wrong hands. And he's starting to sort of make a change, especially after hearing Baron, now that he's been here, talk about the cloud engineers and, and uh, uh, what's God's name again? Renfall. Renfall. <laughs> and Renfall's, <laughs> uh, you know, history of this place and everything. And he's just starting to pivot his thinking a little bit. And he's thinking, we need to save this place. And we need to make sure that, like, this society is not wiped out entirely uh we need to you know take out the head of this evil operation but like we have to find a way to work with the people that built this because this could change the world you know if we were working together with this kind of power i've been thinking about the forge of Menderhall and then arriving seeing this lodestone and the circlet that he has and he has one other magic item that i'm forgetting um, but I've been thinking about it kind of like he's Thanos that's already collected all the Infinity Stones. And yeah. instead of like trying to fight him like the Avengers did, we're kind of like taking them back one by one, ripping them out of the Infinity Gauntlet, and we could potentially use them for a greater good. Bring back Spider-Man. 
Nestor, uh, he sees, he sees, he sees Will going through this. He says, "You're right there, Echo Man." And he turns like literally everybody has walked to the door to the north, and Will is on Lexington, looking up at this obelisk, just sort of like monolith, just sort of like lost in it. You look like you're miles away. Snaps and turns his attention. He's just like, "Sorry, Nesta, didn't mean to be distracted. I just, I marvel at the engineering here. This is unbelievable. At once, I thought that a castle flew because someone wanted it to fly." It never occurred to me the depth of knowledge it would take to make it fly right. It's beyond my understanding. Sorry. No, yeah, it's great. Nestor spits. Just keep your head in the game, all right? I can't stop thinking about what you just said, Grant, about the Infinity Stones, like you've been plucking them, and it's like this is the last one, and at every turn, Brander has been there to take those stones uh-huh. yeah first it was the hammer of unmaking right i'm not even thinking about that Agrimash. Yeah. then it was galabras himself the chosen one then it was the forge you know and he wanted skirkatla's armor and give it to him yeah and then it was jimmer and thune yeah what part does thune play in all this Find out next week. See you next week. <laughs> no, remember, remember what he said to you at one point. I can't remember if it was in the end of book three or, or, or when it was. It was like, he wants to be there when the battle's over. Because the one who survives, whether it's Volstice or you, will have the power he sees. Yeah, he's just right. like kind of skirting around the periphery of what's happening here. Just uh, whatever his endgame is. Yeah. It just needs to be. Close, close at hand. I see what you did there. End game. It's fun. There you go. <laughs> really starting to wade into some dangerous territory here. <laughs> yeah. the door the door. The door the Everything we say, someone else made up and we stole. <laughs> All right, pop it open, and you see a big old kitchen. Oh, there are uh, torches um, flickering from sconces on the wall big set of double doors on the back end large fireplace in the east wall that's blazing uh it's a marvelous giant-sized kitchen there are shining uh precious objects of porcelain silver steel polished wood all throughout the room um it's really a fabulous display in here unlike the the look of some of the storage rooms it's very nice in here maybe this is where the the upper class of this cloud giant society would dine but it looks like it's set up for a fancy meal it's like a chef's table (laughs) it really is all kinds of silverware china beautifully stored in glazed cupboards and, and and on hanging shelves there's a massive marble table surrounded by wooden stools holding several cooking gadgets uh, a triangular wash basin with a silver faucet sits uh, on the far end, the northeast corner of the room. Everything is very clean, neat, and orderly. It's a bit unsettling. Mm. Um, can we do perception to make sure there's no horrifying creature hiding behind yeah. one of the tiny little boxes in the room? Sure. Roll perception. <laughs> Thirty-five. Ooh, oh. there we go. And our serve will got something decent. 
23. 23? Uh, 34 for Nestor, 41 for Traps. Oh, Baron? 39, and uh, if stone counting matters, 41. Nestor and Baron and Metra notice something that Sir Will doesn't. Because from out, in the clouds. from out behind one of the teaspoons emerges God. a cloud giant. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Everyone but Sir Will gets a surprise round. All right. <laughs> Such a jerk. <laughs> What's up with that teaspoon? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, it could be. It's a giant teaspoon. So maybe there's a guy back there. I, 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 giant, I love how much Joe was complaining about how large the creatures were hiding behind the boxes, and now they're coming out of teaspoons. <laughs> it's perfect. Dude, it was amazing. He was like, hot. I was like, they must, they better have been invisible. He was like, they were hiding in the room. <laughs> I was like, they're 10 feet wide. The crates are 5 feet wide. Get that out of here. There's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't see any uh, any dangers. Uh, Nestor with a 41 didn't see any traps. Okay. Detect magic for the first 60 feet from the doorway. I'll scan around. Scan around. Um, the utensils and uh, like the faucet, silverware, they seem to be emanating magic. Ooh. Wow. This is high-end stuff. Are they gonna? Are these things gonna? This is fly like Michelin rated, like this stuff. Unless they're tra- unless they're gonna fly at us and stab us. No, it could be. Stick could their be tines into our skin. So be our guest, be our guest. The next thing you know, they're stabbing you in your face. Yes, <laughs> that was the alternate lyric. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I? I'll focus in on the silverware and determine uh, what kind of magic. Okay. Um... Conjuration. Maybe they like magically produce water out of nowhere or something. That'd be fun. All right, uh, shall we go in and collect these things? I'm sure they're worth money. Yeah, let's get the like, going to the, like we're going into a building site, like collecting collecting the copper wiring. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. I mean, we're we're collecting it to restore it to its rightful owner. Exactly. A small us. finder's fee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going outside to stalk <laughs> Lenny, Lenny and, and Carl. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you thought Charles Corralt was digging up your garden? Well, something did. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys gather up the uh, silverware. You think uh, it's like 200 pounds of silver. Baron can carry it. Baron gets, Baron's got it. Can I, I need a, I need a manifest of that. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's buried under 200 pounds of silver. You're gonna have to wait an hour for me to move all that around. No, it's a bag of holding. It's all, all yeah. you always get the first thing you need. Shut up! Don't tell him that. <laughs> Nestor, uh, you think it's probably worth about a uh, thousand gold pieces? That's a lot of money there. Um, but you take that down, forge a receipt, go down to Restoration Hardware. You get full, full value for that. There's another, like, there's another probably 800 pounds of silver in the room from other things that could be worth a few thousand more, but, like, you can only carry so much, I think, you tell me. Um, you know, people that uh, are collectors of giant curios might even pay more, um, but altogether you've got, like, probably a, a thousand pounds of silver worth 5,000 gold more if you sold it to a, a collector of giant curios, and they all seem to be magical. All right, here's what we do. We take a box, we load up all the silverware in it, then we pad the box with 
I don't know, bedding from one of the rooms mm-hmm. we have. Then we fashion a crude parachute mm-hmm. attached to the box, and we just <laughs> dump it out with a note that it's ours. Just yeah. do not open. <laughs> and we Keep go, your fucking hands off. We'll, get, we'll go get it later. And then we'll sell it. Crashes to the roof of a cottage, killing a family. <laughs> no, it's got a parachute. For. Um... Uh, yeah. No, more, once we get full, more fully into the room, detect magic. That's the only stuff we detect. That's magic. Mm-hmm. There's a faint essence in the air, mm. like wisps of magic. But can we spellcraft the things that we found as magical? Uh, yes. I'll aid. Natural one. I'll roll my own. <laughs> uh, natty one, bro. Oh Whoa. no! All right. Looks like it's up to Sir William Keswick. Oh, you got to do this. Trots up. Give me that teaspoon. Natural four. Wow. From adjusted ten. Yeah. The only thing you notice is there's no fingerprints at all on the silverware. Self-cleaning silverware, maybe. Self-polishing. Or it's never been used before. It's never been here before. It's here now. Maybe just it for was, our benefit. Maybe it was conjured silverware. Yeah, maybe it's uh, like made to look like it's a kitchen. But really, it's a death room of death. <laughs> Torture chamber. Once we're all in, they close the door. All right, Metro will go festivities. up to the... <laughs> oh, sorry, are you done? <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> Metro will go up to the door of the north, and she will listen at the door. Okay. 30. 30. You hear shuffling. I catch everyone's eye, and I make hand, hand signals to say there's shuffling on the other side of this door and then I step back <laughs> before before we head into there is this area that I'm pinging on the map like the hearth the cooking area or something like that yeah it's a big fireplace yeah Baron's gonna do a quick inspection of that if that's alright yeah perception hop in um that will be a 31 so as Metra is listening at the door, hearing shuffling on the other side of the Sedua to the north, Baron is drawn towards the fireplace, and as he stares past the blazing embers, he notices an outline of a door. On yes! The back. Yeah! Oh, nice! Oh my god, he read the adventure. It's wow. finally proven! <laughs> finally paying off. Phenomenal, Grant. Good job, man. Um, and I think Baron was drawn to it because it's uh, close to being like a forge uh, as a worshiper of Torek. So he's going to nod everyone this way for a little looped around. Um, I doubt a hidden door would be trapped, but uh, so Baron's going to walk up to it and do a quick perception on the door itself. Okay. Walks right into the flame. There's, it's fired. Oh, it's fired. Uh, can we can we turn down the, the gas? Yeah. I'll bet you can, or you can just douse it. Okay. Yeah, he just walks into the fire. Can we turn down the gas? (laughs) Where's the remote control? (laughs) Someone call Con Ed. As you douse it, everything is bathed in darkness. We all have dogfish. Oh, and you can see fine. Um, (laughs) Quick perception on the door. Mm -hmm. Past the flames. 23. Doesn't look trapped. I'm so this is not not no Im, no one to impugn your oh, skills. Oh no no not at all. I just try to walk through fire. Yeah, so you might just, be best. Dude. I know that was what set me. That was what tipped me off. That you maybe not be in your right head. Oh, natural twenty. Oh my uh, god. Uh, that is a forty 
49 against traps. I feel very confident there are no traps yeah. on there. Fairly certain he's not trapped. No, go, no please. trap maker. Thank Carry you. on. Thank you. Baron will stealthily, and hopefully using the extension of the silence that extends from his whispering gloves to open it as quietly as possible so those shuffling feet don't hear anything. You open the door and you see a large steel ladder going up. Oh, what? Oh, shit. What? I feel like we have to explore it. I'm going up. Okay. And Baron's using the whisper function of his gloves to send everyone messages silently. And everyone can respond in kind and no one can hear us. Does Lexington need a little fly to get up this ladder? No, he can go upstairs. Can he climb a ladder? (laughs) No, he can't, Metro, but I can summon him upstairs if needed. I'll tell you right now, uh, the ladder is so large, meant for huge creatures. It is a climb check to go up the ladder. Oh. DC 10 climb check. I I will fly, then. I will be unable to climb it, Metro. I can tell already. Sir Will can fly too. Too large for me. Thank you. That was so fun outside the castle, remember? (laughs) Is it just one climb check or a series of climb checks? Uh, Give me one and I'll tell you what you say. Yeah, first let's... Why don't you scout it for a second? See what's up there before we start casting spells. 17 on the climb check. Okay. Might just be a storage room or something. You climb up a little bit. You're going up. It's dark. You see the ladder just keeps going. (sighs) Wow. But you do see the next floor, a secret door leading into a room just above this. It's a secret passageway. On yeah. the next yeah. floor. Leads to the study. And then the ladder continues going. Who has wow. those gloves that can see through a door once a day? Oh, I think I do. Yeah, but we already used it, I believe. And you can't use it, right? Well, we've rested. We I haven't believe. used it today. I don't think we used it today. I ethereal my way through everything. But uh, sorry, we... Um, we e- Okay, I thought we used it today, but okay. I think we've rested since we. Let me see. Let me it. check my character sheet. Um, you just mark it off as used. If, yeah, if you I, used they it. are unused. The gloves okay. of reconnaissance. Gloves of reconnaissance. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the climb check? DC ten. All right. I'll try to just climb it. Okay. So Baron's up there holding on. I say the ladder is wide enough. For you guys to climb two by two, uh, I love that. I literally rolled a ten. I have a minus three to climb. <laughs> wow! So climbed it. Yeah, the minus three. Yeah, it's a DC ten. Okay. Imagine you've got to do like a, a muscle up, and then stand, pull yourself to the next rung, another muscle up, uh, and you get up there. And Baron points at the outline of this door leading into another chamber. All right. So I... Wait, did you cast fly on Sir Will? No. Okay. Right. I can come back for you. That's okay. why I didn't cast it. I can also but send the broom down for you and tell it to pick you up and it'll do it. Okay. All right. I, uh, I activate the gloves and I touch the door so that we can see through them. Or, or I can see and hear through them. It's just the wearer. Okay. Troy has a smile on his face. It's mischievous. Let's go to another uh, map. <gasps> Man, shagunkunkungoo! Oh, because we're on another levu. Oh dear! Uh-oh. Oh my goodness! <gasps> Whoa! Let me tell you what you see. What are, what are they here? What is that? Whoa. You see a grandiose feast hall 
filling this level of the uh, castle's main tower. It's decorated with luxurious curtains, huge frescoes depicting impossibly high mountains, vast stormy seas, and other awe-inspiring landscapes. An exceptionally long, tall table with more than 20 high-backed chairs stretches across the chamber from the north to the south. The table seems to be in a strange state of disarray. Its voluminous fine tablecloths painted with odd inscriptions hang down to the floor, but also rise above the table in tent-like points. Someone has turned the tablecloth into a tent. There's giant-sized cups, dishes, and other utensils hanging from the edges of this makeshift tent. You're looking past a blazing fire into this room, and you see two giant stained-glass windows allowing natural light from outside to shine in. You also see over a dozen orcs. Orcs? Servants? Orcs sitting around the table. There is one at the head of the table that looks to be in charge. Another two that uh, have sort of regalia on them that may be there in charge as well. And then several lesser-looking orcs that aren't as well-armed or as well-decorated. There's also some big creature around the corner that you can hear but cannot see. Are they saying anything? They're kind of drinking and not partying, but uh, it's a little raucous. It's an orc feast. Wow. It's an orc feast. It's an orc feast. How do they... How are they outfitted? Like, do these look like badass leader orcs, or are they emaciated and... But treated poorly. Two or three of them look badass. Uh, the rest look like they're treated poorly, like they're lower ranks. But uh, they're but armed. They, yeah, and you can see, Metro, they all have different tribal insignia on them. Oh, I wonder if it's like a meeting of the... The Belkson. Yeah. yeah. Belkson contingent yeah. of the Volstis armies. I just figured they moved on from small potatoes like that at this point. Interesting. Maybe these are the elite, elite. The ones that, that, made that matriculated the through the same passage we've been seeing from yeah. Skiergard to they made Ash it Peak. To Skiergard, then to Ash Peak. Yeah. What do you think? Should we uh, should we pop out and give them a little bit of a, a surprise, or let's check? Let's. I think we could, but there's also a big part of me that wants to clear out the other floors, um, but I also want to see what's at the top of the ladder. This is the top of the ladder, isn't it? No, it keeps going. going. Oh, well, let's keep going then. Yeah. Um, so we'll keep going. Do you need another climb check? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's fine. Correct. All right. <laughs> Eleven. Jesus. So Sir Will and Nestor are downstairs, or Nestor, are you Nestor, climbing? I'm with climbing. Them? Okay. Yeah, so Sir Will's alone. We'll give, so we can send the broom down. Six, uh, Sixteen, and Baron will pull the broom out and say, "Pick up Sir Will." Something to remember, you've now used the gloves. Yes, I checked it off. Okay. So, what's your plan for reconnaissance at this point? I said reconnaissance weird. I should be able to silently open a door if there's another area like that so we won't be heard. The problem is being seen. So maybe if someone, if, if there's an easy, like, invisibility on me or something to open the door silently, I can do that on the next level and peer through. Do I have a minute? Did I use up the cloak of etherealness? You just used... I don't know how much you used when you went on your jaunt. I think you used like five out of ten or something. So I should have another minute to step onto the ethereal plane and peek through. If I remember correctly, 
you timed it just enough to get back and not have any left. Right. I think I think that's right because I was you were like all right, I can't look at it anymore because I, I think I said to you something to the effect of like you have just enough to get back without being seen. Yeah, I think that's correct. Then in that case, can I ether step in a way that would make this helpful? All right, now sixteen for Baron. So I think we all made our climb checks, and Sir Will is on his way up on the Broom Express. And Nestor, where are you throughout all this? I'm with them. You're with them. Okay. Yeah, are you climbing. climbing or flying? Uh, climbing. Climbing. Okay. Easily. Climbing with ease. Yeah. Yeah. Your automatic climbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Baron. Sure enough, you do see two things. One, another secret door. You hear a hearth crackling behind it, and the ladder continues up. Oh my god! Oh, did it? So when we got on, when we stepped onto this, did it continue down, or was that the bottom floor? That was the bottom floor. Okay. So we're yeah, basically... you didn't miss anything on the previous floor. It seems like this secret ladder goes all the way through up. You don't know if it goes to the top of the castle or not. Um, it's like a second chimney area. He'll listen at the door. It'll be a 31. It's at this point that Sir Will, sitting atop Lexington, sees the broom pop out of the fireplace. It's like, whoo! And he's just like, whoo! Hello. I am Broom. I I remember you. Yes. I have carried you before, and it is my turn to carry you again. For you are weak, according to the sheriff. (laughs) Oh, you really speak your mind. Yes. I make no brooms about it. (laughs) (laughs) I am heartened to see you again, Broom. Yes. I shall mount thee. I have heard prophecy that you shall turn the tide of this battle. Lexington whines. It's okay, Lexington. Don't have to fly for my love. Can your dog not <laughs> climb ladders? Lexington, I'll let you speak for yourself. He says nothing. Hmm. <laughs> Sir Will quick dismounts. Natural one, he falls. <laughs> <laughs> not even joking. I rolled a natural one. His foot catches in the steer. His foot catches in the steer. <laughs> you guys hear at the bottom of the thing. Clang, 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 clang. Echo. What's going on down there? He gets on the broom. Lexington, I will summon you when the time is right. Lexington. He up the chimney. Awesome. All right, so uh, Metra and Baron are on the top rung, staring directly at the store. And uh, we'll say Nestor and Sir Will are just, just below. below. Sir, below, just below Nestor. Sir Will floating, Nestor hanging there. Nessa! Um, I'm here. Oh. You listen with a 31. You hear fire licking. So you think, oh, they must all be fireplaces. Yep. With the secret door is hidden. Great place for a secret door. Um, you hear the crackling of fire. 31 beyond that. Maybe some shuffling. Maybe some low voices. It's hard. The fire is the dominant sound. Della, can you vanish me cheaply without... She died long ago. Metra. Metra, Metra. (laughs) Metra, Metra. Okay, I'm going to self-flagellate now. Hold on one second. (laughs) Um, That's another thing Brandon took. Della's body. Yes. Oh, right. That was, oh, yeah. That was an yeah, big that was, that was big. I always forget her. Big stone. You killed her. That's it. Did. All right. Crit. Yes, I can vanish you. Okay, so... I'll stay a few rungs down. I'll touch your foot and vanish you. Vanish as you. earlier established, the whispering gloves extend silence out from them. So moving this door open should be totally quiet, and I should be invisible as it does. So I'm going to crack it open a peek to look out the other side with my 60 feet of dark vision, if needed, and peer through the flames. So you push this door open silently mm-hmm. and invisibly, and you peer in. 
you see a, another large hall, richly embellished with tapestries and gilded mosaics and furnished with benches, stools, and a round table near the center of the room. A massive marble throne raised on a high dais beneath a stained glass window to the north overlooks the whole room. Oh my God. You see a wide staircase curving along the wall to the northwest. In Metro, I will say that you also saw a staircase just beyond the uh, feasting table. So you think, okay, this, these all these rooms lead together. There's a staircase that leads up. There's no staircase in the kitchen where you found the secret door, but in the room with the orcs is a staircase that has to lead up to this room as well. You also see two creatures, and they look like Ash Peak fire giants. Oh no! They're standing there, just sentry. Staring at the fireplace. Watching the fireplace. <laughs> Did that fireplace just open? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I'm pretty uh, sure that's open. <laughs> I don't see anything. I should probably just use our breath weapon on it <laughs> to be safe. And so they do. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, it's just a fireplace. Just a simple fireplace. Yeah, that door is definitely open. <laughs> Son of a gun. Must be the wind. How amazing would it be if we went into that room, killed the fire giants, and then all of us crowded onto the throne, took a selfie, and then posted it to Twitter for the, for the, for the storm tyrant to see? Hashtag. What would you hashtag it? Coming for you. Hashtag coming for you. <laughs> hashtag march to 300. Hashtag, hashtag watch the throne. <laughs> yeah. Um, does the, this is the top of the ladder. No, it keeps going. It keeps going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Baron will silently close that door. This is amazing. Let me just at least show you what you just saw. Okay. (laughs) Just a little table, a little staircase. And the throne. Oh, my gosh. The last hearth is going to be Volstice's bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) So you keep going up. Give me a... Give me your climb checks, Nessie. You're fine. Natural one. Oh, no. Oh, she, no. She falls. She falls. You fall. Do I fall? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because it's five or more. What's yeah. your total? Is it over five? It's a negative two. Yeah. Yeah, negative two. It's actually a pretty bad fall. Can you do a feather fall or anything? I can cast fly on myself on the way down. On the way down. You really? can't As cast spells. Off each rung? You can't cast spells on yourself while falling until you hit 500 feet. I looked really? that up during it. Yeah. So you should just fall. Oh, God. Do I get a reflex save to grab onto a rung along the way? I mean, not by the rules of the game. Well, Sir Will's there, too. Catch yourself cool. while falling. Uh, I don't like that. I don't, the next rule is, the next line is, it's, impract- it's practically impossible to catch yourself <laughs> on a wall while falling. Yes. Yeah. But I'm on a ladder. Make a climb check to do so. It's much easier to catch yourself on a slope. Can, can Nestor and Baron do Sylvester Stallone cliffhanger actions and give one of our arms out to reach to grab Metra by the wrist? If someone climbing above you or adjacent to you falls, you can attempt to catch the falling character if he or she is within your reach. Doing so requires a successful melee touch attack against the falling character. Oh. Okay. Though he or she can voluntarily forgo any dex bonus to AC if desired. I desire. Um, if you hit, you must immediately attempt a climb check. 
DC equals uh, DC, the walls, DC plus 10. So it'd be DC 20 climb. Oh, man, I can't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Nestor is definitely going to do this. All right, so how does this work? So, I mean, you should all try. I'd say you yeah. all can grasp out, give you three chances to grab you. You've all got to roll a touch attack to hit your... There's more. Flat-footed AC. Success indicates that you catch the falling character, but his total weight... Sorry, hold that disappeared. But his total weight, including equipment, cannot exceed your heavy load limit or you automatically fall. You're light and you're not carrying a ton, right? No. Okay. I'm also, think, I'm also made of shadow. She's made of shadow stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to say you're fine about that. Uh, if you fail your climb check by four or less, you fail to stop their fall, but you don't lose your grip. If you fail by five or more... You fall as well. Dude, this is yeah. what happens with climbers. <laughs> yeah. This actually sounds, for all their complicated rules, this one sounds pretty accurate. This yeah. one's good. So it's up to you. Who wants to try and do a successful melee touch attack? Nestor's going to try first. Okay, start with that. Uh, that is a natty 12. Uh, that is, yeah, that's a 27. Yeah, I forgo my dex bonus. So now <laughs> Nestor whoom, shoots his arm out as she falls <laughs> and like grabs her by the wrist. You need a DC 20 climb check. Should you roll a 16, she falls, and you don't. Should you roll a 15, you both fall. Okay. Uh, That is is a natty (gasps) 9. That is a 20. You see his his other fingers slip on the rung a little bit, but (laughs) then they catch. (laughs) Grab. And Metro immediately casts fly on herself. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we being such a hero? (laughs) I didn't think think the ladder extended up to four plus stories of a castle. Just keeps going. Oh, that would have been a good... 18 d6 damage oh man Maybe yeah this is, each floor is 50 feet but there's dead space between each floor so do you want to roll it i mean i don't think it would have killed you i mean i had full hp but it would have hurt well done nesta thank you nester thank you nester right. now we've got to stop meeting like this love people <laughs> will talk <laughs> and he yeah it just lets her go she's and, she, flying and she flies herself right right up to level level with his face and puts her face really close to his face and says let them talk and then keeps flying it. <laughs> Let them talk and then licks his tongue. I'm starting well, to like her better and better, I have to admit. <laughs> it's really, really something. She is quite impressive. Summer, you're flying. Summer, you're climbing. Lexington is nowhere in sight. You keep going up. And the ladder ends in a trap door in the ceiling. Oh. So beyond that trapdoor is either the highest floor in the castle. Or it's outside. Or it's outside. Or there's another, like, donjon beyond that. But you're pretty high up. I mean, think about it. You entered on one level. You obviously went to the ducks, and that's where Dalgrith died. But you entered on the engine level. You've been exploring the first level. That's where you got uh, attacked with the bookcase trap. Uh, The kitchen, where this started today, was on the first level. You then went to a second level, uh, which is really, we'll call it the third. So engine level, first floor, second floor. Where the ceremonial entrance is. Yes, and also this room full of orcs. orcs. Third floor, fourth level, is got two Ash Peak guards. And a throne. And a throne. And then this ladder ends on a fifth level trap with a trap door. door. Sitting outside the door, meditating. Adriel Ashpeak. Just chilling. <laughs> Can't wait. Just see you next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Spoiler alert. The best. Oh, my God. 
You know what we need? Two grants. That's how we'll win. Yeah, we'll win. that would be a huge advantage. <laughs> All right. Shall I'll banish Baron again. Okay. They, they ran out between the next time. Okay. I mean, it only lasts for five rounds. Baron will silently. What if it's trapped? Oh, it is a trap door. Perceive for traps on the trap door. Uh, that is a 33. It does not appear to be trapped. All right. Baron is psyching himself up to open what may be a trapdoor to the very top level of this castle. Thinking about everything he's gone through up to this point, even if it's just a little peak. Thinks back to True Now, Red Lake Fort, Shinnerman's Fortune. Cracks it open silently, the whispering gloves infusing the trapdoor with silent magic. Uh, what? <laughs> the sound it would make. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you invisible still? Yep. Next yeah, you have I just got vanished. Uh, vanish. How long does vanish last? Is it rounds or minutes? Rounds. Rounds. Okay. So Baron knows he has uh, 25 seconds. It's five rounds. Okay. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. You want? To, you should cast vanish again. He did. He did. Oh, second time. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, so you open second. it quick, and you look in there, and you see a forest of massive sloping wooden beams supporting a conical roof in it's a the attic. Oh, it's the belfry. Dark attic. Oh, the fucking attic. It seems like it's lit by only a few round dormers, but there's also a huge gash opened in the roof slightly above the level of the floor. And strung along most of the supporting beams and walls of the entire attic is a mass of weirdly woven, horrid webs of some titanic oh spider. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Slowly close the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> is, talk about Dark Souls, boss. Um, is there a way to do a check and report back with people who may be more knowledgeable than me based off what I saw to tie those to that weird bomb we saw in the basement for that giant spider we saw down there? Um, like to see if they're connected in some way? Yeah, I mean, this is what I'll tell you. I'd say Metro probably told you when she was on the ethereal plane, she saw webs that you couldn't see uh, on... When she was on the ethereal plane, she saw webs that you couldn't see on the material plane. Right. You would know that these are much more massive. Oh, man. I don't know what kind of pet is being kept in there. Detect magic through the floor. Anything in that attic worth worth fighting that spider for? Oh, and I'll detect alignment. I'll detect chaos, law, evil, good. Yeah, what if there's in storage amazing shit? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. just tossed away or that this spider has in their webs from old adventures. Yeah. Oh, Died no. here with vorpal weapons. It's just a box of old yearbooks. Snicker snack. <laughs> Have a nice summer. Fuck you. What a treasure. <laughs> Christmas cards. You do detect an aura of magic. What kind? And how many? One. Necromancy. <gasps> oh. Oh. Necromancy. Necromancy. We must flee. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you guys. You want to fight some spiders? We fought, fought them before. No, I don't want to fight spiders. <laughs> They're going to crawl up on the ceiling. I can't reach them. They're going to get me and eat me. I'm a halfling. That's what the... 
spiders do to yeah, half legs. Traditionally, they grab them, wrap them up, poison them. Yep, done. Worked out okay for certain famous halflings. Yeah, yeah. although they I mean, were tortured for the rest of their lives with the memory of it. Yeah. Baron, Worth you're it? holding that door open, Baron. You're still invisible. You'll have to make a decision quickly if you press on or if you close the door and regroup. Oh, right. actually, I mean, he's flying on the broom, right? Couldn't he use the broom as a mount? Yeah. Essentially? <laughs> this is interesting. I kind of want to fight the spider now. I kind of do. Uh, Baron is going to detect alignment for detect chaos. Alignment. You do not detect any chaos. I don't sense anything in there, but that doesn't mean it's not on another plane. What about evil within 60 feet? Nothing. Y'all ready to do this? Yeah, you only live once, eh? My family always kept the coolest stuff in the attic anyway. Let's go. And Baron opens the door quietly while still vanished and steps out onto the floor. Let's go to the map. Oh. oh my god. I have a feeling in my stomach that is very uncomfortable. I wanted to go south, man. And I don't think I've ever <laughs> quite been this scared of a decision that somebody else besides me made. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It was Nestor that took me over the tipping point to try it. Oh no, this is so bad. This is... Should we go back? I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> no, no. I want to do this. Do you do see this. the uh, room here? Yep. Yeah. There's no doors. No way in. You're in this, like, fucking separate tower. The only way in or out looks like that giant hole uh, in the wall. And, and honestly, now that you look at it, like, it looks very neat here on the map, but it's not. It looks like something crashed through or crashed out. Oh, whoa. You think, oh my god, if a spider that size... Spiders from Mars went in they, and out. Crashed spiders in. from Mars. We're dead. <laughs> um, you still detect that magic. One aura of it. Big-ass room. What do you guys want to do? I do see there's a gigantic 15 foot by 15 foot square it says F on it. Well, I assume that's F to pay respects to us after we all die. <laughs> I'm going to cast mirror image on myself. Cast mirror image. Just like it noted for the record that I am not well equipped to fight a creature that is not evil. He's looking around, Cassie, detect evil, yeah. like hoping <laughs> please, to detect evil. Please, please be evil, spider. Please have a dark past. Uh, so, cast mirror. <laughs> please have multiple felonies on your record. <laughs> <laughs> What's it's all this criminal record? <laughs> Technically detect speaking. Detect criminal record. Detect, <laughs> detect open warrants. Baron <laughs> um, <laughs> will cast Browgasher on Sir Will's weapon. Oh. Oh, well, wait. We don't even know there's a spider here, just for the record. We don't know yet. There's something up here. It lasts until this charge. One round level or until oh, this charge. Okay, so okay. I'm going to cast Great. it on you. Great. Metricast mirror image. Baron casts Browgasher Brow on Sir Will. Sir Will is just detecting evil. Yeah. Holding that out there. Metra still detecting magic, trying to find the source of this. Nestor, what are you doing? Got my bow out. Just scan it. Can I do a perception check? Mm hmm. It might be invisible in here. I was, I was about to ether step. Oh, if it's invisible or on the ethereal plane, I can see it. That's right. Oh, uh, you can see, you have constancy invisibility too? Yeah. That's great. 38 regular uh, 45 traps. 
38 regular 45 traps. And you can find regular and magical traps? Yes. The rogue? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then there's one more thing I'd like to do as well, but I'll res- resolve this. It appears that the hole in the roof is trapped mm. somehow. The entire space seems to have some sort of magical trap about it, and you can confirm this, Metra, now that you're in there and get closer with your detect magic like that hole leading out is emanating magic. You also notice Nestor within this web is what looks like a tiny little eye that Metra sees as the source of the magic she detected below. Looks like a small black glass of crystal, but it's just this eye that seems to be watching you the second you spot it. <laughs> they know us. Yeah. So we have a wand of flame arrow, which I would uh, ask uh, Metra to please cast on a cache of bullets for me. And we have a wand of spider climb communal which I'd also like to invoke the usage of now, which, if nothing else, will allow us to get down those that ladder with a... Uh, yeah, I'm no still problem. flying. But yeah, I, 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 we can use some spider climb communal if we need to. But wait, what's the eye? Is it looking at us? It does appear to be looking at you. Can I do a spellcraft on the eye? Inert. Yeah. Remember, this was the thing that was emanating necromancy mm. magic. Uh, Natty 18. Uh, 27. It looks like a magical, wondrous item known as an Eye of the Void. It's like three to four inches in diameter. You could barely see it when Nestor pointed it out with his keen perception. When commanded to open, the eye reveals itself as this terrifying, multi-pupiled eye of some abomination from the dark spaces between the stars. (laughs) Once per day, the bearer may hold the eye and speak one of two command words to open the eye. The first word creates a gaze effect in a 30-foot cone. The second word creates a gaze effect in a 15-foot sphere. Each creature subject to the gaze must make a DC-16 will save. Success means the creature is shaken for one minute. Failure means it becomes frightened for one minute and takes 1d6 points of wisdom damage. Wow. It's a mind-affecting fear effect. Uh, and did you say it's in the webbing, right? And it's the, in the webbing, And the yeah. webbing does not appear to be trapped? The webbing does not appear to be trapped, just the hole. However, any space that has webbing on it is difficult terrain in this room. Metro will fly to it and pluck it from the webbing. Okay. Metro flies. Uh, I'll ping on the map where this is. This is towards the uh, almost directly north, closer to the hole. In the wall, Metra flies to the webbing, avoiding the difficult terrain. You pluck this eye, and you realize that its lid is closed for now, but now you have the power to open it. Gaze effect! It's like uh, Clash of the Titans with Medusa's head. Oh, yeah. So what's it called? The Eye of the Void? Eye of the Void. All right. And Metra, you turn around triumphantly, holding this eye as your friends are 3,000 feet away from you on the other side of the room. (laughs) But as you turn your constant ability to see invisible kicks in and you see 
crawling in the hole <gasps> towards you. Two huge spiders <laughs> that look like they're from another plane of existence. Oh, 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 spiders of Lang! And we'll see you next Somebody call the Orkin Man. <laughs> oh my God! Invisible! Oh, oh gosh! Oh, 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 oh no! The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 